On today's first round KO, we talk about who could possibly be the next Green Bay Packer head coach. And then we go right into wrestling. We talk about all of the latest news in the WWE. Let's get it. Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome to... Amy Schumer presents three girls and one Keith. <laughs> I got so many ads for that when it first came out. Same. On Spotify. Because that was like their big, like, it's Spotify exclusive. Right. That Right. Of like all, I mean, because they have a few other Spotify exclusive ones. Yeah. But that was like the big one. Because it's, it's got with, name recognition. Like Amy Schumer. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who the I don't know who the other two chicks are, and I don't know who this Keith person is either. And I subscribe to it on on Spotify. Did you? Oh, that's Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Yeah. yeah. I subscribe to it because I'm starting to do that now. It's kind of the same approach that I take it with like music on my phone, and Spotify. Like all the podcasts that I usually listen to, with like the exception of ours. Most of them I just listen to on Spotify, so I don't download them on my phone and eat up memory. You know what I mean? Do you or, not download them on Spotify? No, you don't. You just stream them. Oh, I mean, okay. realistically, I could you also just, just stream them on, on the podcast yeah. app, too, as well. But I just do it through uh, Spotify. Fair enough. And But, yeah, so I, I subscribed to that one when I went on, like, a podcast subscribing, subscribing spree because there were so many that I wanted to listen to. Did you ever listen to it? I have not been able to listen no. to that one. I listened to this one podcast called Call Her Daddy, though. <laughs> It's made by these two chicks from Barstool. And of it's, course. It, it, it's so it hysterical. Like it's, it's very much a Barstool one. Yeah. It's because I wouldn't. I, I saw the Amy Schumer one and I was like, you know what? This is Amy Schumer. I used I to be like m- big into Amy Schumer. Then I just kind of like cooled off Until after she a while. started repeating and stealing jokes. Yeah, she got. Because every freaking joke she makes is just about her fucking vagina. Exactly. It got old. The first two stand ups were kind of funny. But. Welcome yeah. to First Round KO. <laughs> I'm your host, K.O. A.K.A. Howard J. Dingers, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. Why does it feel like today was just an extended version of Monday? It really felt like it. Like, I don't know. I had, I don't know. I had to finish that paper, and what, it actually what, wasn't what, too much work. What paper? Uh, my cross-communication paper. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Group research thing. I just had to, I already wrote my part. Yeah. I just had to fix, a few, like, my, my, uh... Group members went in and looked at my part. We looked at everyone's part, and they were like, hey, you know, elaborate on this, fix this, cite something here, and I just went in and did it. I thought it was going to take me a lot longer, but it took me about a half hour. So I was able to make some thumbnails for TLC. I was able to, uh, you know, obviously upload the three count for today while I was doing it. So it was nice. I I don't know. I've just been having a rough week. I think it's just because I'm exhausted, and I'm just not – I'm in a bad mood. Ditto. So just, you know? And yeah, no, I, f- I feel that. I feel the exhaustion part, yeah. which is playing a part in the bad mood. Right. But then, of course, you're very familiar with the other thing that played a very right. significant role in th- into that as well right. for me. So. so, no, this week has just been long. But, uh, yeah. hey, tomorrow's your birthday, though. Tomorrow's my birthday. Or when you guys listen, it'll be his birthday, though. Yeah. Uh, are, are we going out? Oh, absolutely. Okay, cool. I'm going out. People can join me whether they want to or not. Well, I mean, I'm going out. Yeah, good. I I was planning on going out. Also, I learned today. Did not know this until John Gagner told me. 
uh, in addition to you getting your little free little cup of whatever the fuck you want yes. at Mad Boar. I did not notice, but Wednesday, three dollar uh tap beer pitchers at the board. So we can start at the board for a little bit. Uh, yeah. And we can end the cheap shots. I don't think anyone else really does anything. Go to station. We can go to station before closing. Yeah. Because I get a I think I get a free uh pudding shot. Yeah. And then we can get hot dog deals too. <laughs> Do you know if Nicole's working tomorrow? <laughs> no idea. And also, and I know also, I know eighty percent of the bartenders there. So okay, well I know I have a th- I know I have a thirty dollar bar tab at Cheap Shots. Thanks DJing. Um, <laughs> Dope. Yeah, it's just literally sitting in my wallet. Awesome. So literally, if I'm if I'm taking money out, it's literally just for the fucking bore. Right. And if we go to to station, I plan on not paying for a lot, which which is usually the general rule. Exactly. So. I'm right. excited. I'm gonna get fucked up. I'm gonna say I'll, I'm gonna say I'll take. We don't it. have class on Thursday. We don't have, I don't have class on Thursday. I don't know, the one class that we have, our journalism class, we don't, right. it's a work day, so. Yeah, I have, I have class at 12.30, which I may or may not go to. Thursday is a hangover day. I think so? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm true. very excited. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Yeah. So, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22 in uh, two hours. <laughs> Anyway, I hope you're ready to just wits to hear an ungodly amount. Of I'm gonna that play song tomorrow. it right when I wake up tomorrow. Morning. You bet. You bet. I'll be disappointed if you don't. It will be on my Snapchat story. Probably go on my Instagram. Probably Twitter. Everything. I'll be I'll disappointed. Be to it. All right. Good. I'm gonna be fun. I'm playing it on Hawk Talk tomorrow. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. I'm playing it on Hawk Talk. All right. Uh, so today's gonna be majority wrestling today, but there are a few football things that I do want to talk about. So let's jump right in. The latest odds came out for who will be Green Bay's new coach after the Packers fired Mike McCarthy on Sunday after their loss to the Cardinals. They promoted Joe Philbin, the offensive coordinator, to head coach uh, for the interim position. Joe Philbin, uh, not immediately, today, Tuesday, uh, fired the associate head coach, who was also the linebacker's coach. Can't remember his name. Really? He canned him? He canned him, which apparently is uh, a big thing. It's a common thing with new head coaches. They just get rid of the associate head coach. Why? Not sure. Uh, I saw Rob uh, Rob D, the Packers beat writer. Rob Dvarsky or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I have no idea how to say his last name. I never do. I never try. Um, he said he he tweeted out, "Good for Philbin, uh, making a move on a guy he didn't feel comfortable working with, or something like that." Is it, is it because he thinks that he maybe they just didn't get along? Or was it just because he was a Mike McCarthy holdover? Yeah, probably. Probably. But, uh, like I said, the latest odds came out uh, stating who uh, Vegas thinks, bet DSI, I guess, is where this is coming from. Well, who will be the Packers' next next head coach? And uh, apparently offensive coordinators dominate the list. No surprise. At At plus 200. John, say his last name. Harbaugh? No. DeFilippo? DeFilippo? DeFilippo. Number one on the list at a plus 200. Okay. Uh, Vikings offensive coordinator. I said this on the last podcast, and I was talking to Cal about this too. I don't want to see him because of uh, the the Vikings offensive struggles ever since Shermer left. I I wouldn't want someone who struggled. And he, he pointed out that, Cal pointed out that probably, or maybe it was Tyler that, I was like, you know what? That might have something to do with Kirk Cousins. And I said, okay, solid point. 
but Pat Shermer made it work with uh, Case Keenum last year. So I I just I wouldn't want to see uh, this dude come over from the Vikings. I just don't think it. I mean, it could be a good fit. Who knows? Maybe he is smarter. Maybe it is Kirk Ke- or Kirk Cousins' fault. But I don't know. He wouldn't be my first choice. Second choice at a plus two twenty five. Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator for the Patriots. Uh, I would very much like this one. I'm very high on Josh McDaniels. Um, We've seen what he can do with Brady. We see the effective play calling that uh, hides Tom Brady's age very well. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe his – just his – what's the word I'm looking for? His – his struggles at the quarterback position, I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for is, but he he's a very good guy at knowing uh, knowing the situation and having the right call for the situation, like a third and one mm-hmm. or you know third and inches, third and long. He he's very good at situational calling, um, and I think I think him with Aaron Rodgers would be great. Um, have you seen the thing on uh, Twitter or Facebook? This guy who. Uh, Re- like reacts to Tom Brady and like an- quote, yeah. quote, analyzes Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, I love I love that account. Shit's hilarious. And that's the kind of shit that I'm talking about. Like those plays are designed for Tom Brady to get the yardage that they need. And the dude makes fun of Tom Brady because he throws it three yards down the field. Packers never throw it three yards down the field. <laughs> it's either a screen pass or a Hail Mary for the end zone. By the way, I was playing with my Packers on Madden. Yeah. I threw a Hail Mary at the end of the half. Did it? And I got Randall Cobb, who beat everyone. It was he literally, I was. I think it was against the Redskins. I'm playing this season, so I think it was week three. But the, the Red, all four Redskins defenders tripped over each other, and Cobb just outbeat them and caught it clean. That sounds very, too, <laughs> that sounds very 2012 Chicago Bears defense to me. It was amazing. Who put, I was like, who Hail Rodgers, let's go. Who put Chris Conti back in that game? <laughs> It was really funny. But, yes, I think Josh McDaniels would be a very good fit. Uh, at plus 500, the number three pick, Adam Gase, head coach for the Miami Dolphins. Now, obviously, he would have to uh, get canned from there. I th- or a buyout. Can he buy- – Can he? Can- they can initiate a buyout. Okay. I was going to – like, could he – he can't, like, go nego- or talk to Green Bay while he's still under contract, right? No. They can go talk to him okay. if they want to. Okay. They need to get permission from the team. I didn't know if head because I know uh, obviously coordinators can go or can get talked to. Right, right. If the if the team with the vacant position gets permission from the team who has that coach that they're looking for, they can get they can get permission to do that. Unless of course Gates initiates a buyout or for whatever reason he gets canned at season's end. Which I don't really see that the Dolphins have been decent this year. Uh, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, we've talked about Adam Gase. Uh, you know he had success with Jay Cutler in you Chicago. Say he made Cutler look like exactly, he made yeah. Cutler look like the guy that they traded for. Exactly, and then he he actually had success with Tannehill too. You know Tannehill went what eleven thirteen mm-hmm. uh, games in a row with a win streak. So I wouldn't mind it. I I don't know. Again, not one of my top picks, but wouldn't mind it. Uh, number four at plus 800, Jim Harbaugh, head coach for Michigan uh, in college football. A lot of head coaching experience at the NFL level. 
Uh, this season, he had le- he's led Michigan to a 10 and two record. Uh, the- <laughs> they're playing in the Peach Bowl. When he was in the NFL, he led the Niners to a Super Bowl and a no no nonsense offensive minded coach, uh, which is my kind of guy. Mm-hmm. No nonsense. Like why? I don't know. You- you don't need to make Aaron the big like he Aaron doesn't need to be Superman. He's said it himself. He doesn't want to be Superman anymore. I have a question about Aaron Rodgers, but I'll wait until yeah until this okay because I because I have a question that's been brought up by n- numerous things, and I actually want to get your take on it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. No nonsense offense is just what the Green Bay Packers need. So I like the shout of Jim Harbaugh, number five, I believe, uh, at plus one thousand. <laughs> Lincoln Riley, head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. My man. My man. Uh, I can't wait to leave. I want him to get a head coaching job so bad. In I the agree. NFL. And I think he would be great. I He he is my number three, uh, like, top guy. Mm-hmm. I think I listed my top three on the last one. Um, but I, I think he he's 35, and I think that's the big thing, where he's a young guy, and mm-hmm. he could be here for a while if he's successful. So he, he did great. He's been doing great things in college. And a lot of people are talking about how, you know, college college coaches shouldn't leave college because of their, you know, what they can do. In co- they have a lot more freedom. They have a lot more control. I just think this Packers job is very – it's got to be very uh, it's, tempting. It, very, this this it, job quickly just became the most intriguing job opening yeah. in all of football because look, look, look who's at playing roster. at the quarterback. Yeah, exactly. look at the roster. Especially for offensive guys. Like, look at the roster. It's just ridiculous. So, yeah, I think uh, – I think it'd be very, I think it'd be very successful with that. And like I said, young guy, I think he'd be, I think he'd be a good shout. Uh, <laughs> at plus fifteen hundred, Chiefs special teams coordinator Dave Taub. Is it Taub or Tube? I'm gonna say Taub, the former Bears coach. Really? Years ago, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, don't know much about this guy. Um, he's been a special teams coach slash coordinator in the NFL since 2001. Experience, I like it. Spent time with the Eagles and Bears before joining. Ooh, excuse me, before joining the Chiefs in 2013. Well respected across the league. Special teams units are normally consistent. I don't know how well special teams mm, might be. Yeah, it says it might be challenging to make the jump uh, from a special teams coordinator to a head coach. I agree. That's a 100%. Yeah. In order for you to be a candidate, I think you should get experience at the offensive coordinator. I mean, or D coordinator. Or, yeah, one of the coordinator positions. I I don't know if I would want a uh, special teams coach there. So, I don't know. Uh, Also at plus 1500, Zach Taylor, Rams QB coach. Uh, Same kind of thing. I would want to see him at offensive coordinator. You know, I would want to see that experience. Uh, again, only 35 years old, has a share of coaching experience, started uh, started his NFL coaching career as an assistant quarterback coach for the Dolphins back in 2012 and has worked his way uh, and worked his way up to offensive coordinator in Miami. Apparently, he was also offensive coordinator for the Bengals in 16 um, before joining the Rams. He helped Ryan Tannehill be a consistent quarterback for the Dolphins, and now he's helping Jared Goff emerge as one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Uh <laughs> Dolphins and Bengals offensive coordinator doesn't seem very impressive, <laughs> especially now that he's just back down to a QB coach. 
I mean, QB coach for a great offense, but nonetheless, I would like to see more success at the coordinator position. Just me. Uh, I like the age, but, you know, I would – there's other candidates I, ha- uh, I had in my mind. Um, oh, I, I, <laughs> another name I probably can't say. Again, at 1,500, plus 1,500, Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Benimi. Benimi. That sounds right. Sure. This is Benimi's first season as the Chiefs offensive coordinator, and he's making a big impact. Uh, This is from 24-7 Sports Packers, if anyone wanted to know. The Chiefs are number three in the NFL in uh, total defense, and they are number one when it comes to scoring defense, averaging 37 points per game. Chiefs have uh, scored 30 30 points 10 times, and their lowest point total of the season is 26. If the Chiefs continue to score a record pace, there will be a number of teams after uh, Eric. So, mm, I don't know. <laughs> it becomes a schematic fit with the players. Yeah. Can the if he brings over that similar scheme of what the Chiefs did? If he's do if he does something similar to what Matt Nagy did, is yeah. uh, is it does the personnel on the on the Packers fit said scheme? Exactly. I mean, the biggest thing too is the relationship with Aaron. Aaron's got to like the guy, whoever and- it is. Which which brings me to my question, which I'm going to ask right away. Sure. There's been numerous things for not only this this season but previous seasons, and I'm to the point where I'm even where even I'm now starting to take a little bit of stock in it about the about the idea that Aaron Rodgers or this rumor, which is becoming more more and more not so rumor, more so just like eh, maybe it's the case that Rodgers is one almost prima donna esque. Yep. And two completely uncoachable because he knows just how good he da- he he is. So where do you stand on the f- so where do you stand on the argument that Rodgers is a prima donna and or uncoachable? I've heard a lot that he's a prima donna. You know, Greg Jennings was a big advocate for that when he left the green when he left Green Bay and he joined Fox. Uh he was going on and on about how he's not, you know, he's not a great team leader. He's more in it for himself type of thing. Uh which I could see. He's a California guy. He knows his talent. So as far as uncoachable, don't those thing, two things kind of go hand in hand, though? Yes. Um, but I also think it's tough because I, I almost don't want to defend him because it, because yes, they do go hand in hand, and at some point you kind of have to step off your high horse and listen to your coach. But at the same time, if if he doesn't like what you're doing, because he's a smart guy, he went to Cal, which is no scrub school, right? And he's a good quarterback. His football knowledge is out is through the roof. If he doesn't like what you're doing, then I I think that's where the problem lies, and I think that's where his problem. Like he. He's smart enough to know when something is working, when it's not working. If he disagrees with you, then I think that speaks more to the coach. I think uncoachable is a very broad term because I don't – no one's uncoachable. It takes the right coach for some people. Uncoachable just meaning that he just doesn't listen. Right, but I think – like I, I mean, same thing. I The right coach he would listen to, I think. I guess – that's my take on it. Right. But I mean even if he doesn't like what what's going on, at some point you where I this is where I think maybe the uncoachable thing comes in. 
maybe you actually have dialogue with this guy instead of oh you know, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, if he if he changes the plays out there's a line of scrimmage, okay, then yeah. But at some point you he have to he, they have to have like dialogue instead of just rolling his eyes and whining and moping and oh, actually go agree. have dialogue with the coaching staff instead of going rogue. Yeah. Because I mean, if he just constantly goes rogue and there's no dialogue, then that then that immediately falls under the category of uncoachable, uncoachable. At least yes. for me, and that's just not a a Rogers thing. That's an everyone thing. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. I'll like I'll like I'll I'll even admit like I sometimes put LeBron James, who many people know I love, in that category sometimes because sometimes he yeah. he can. I mean, he's he's a he's a brilliant basketball mind. He knows he's the best player in the world right now. LeBron goes rogue. We know that. Yeah. Uh, at plus two thousand, my top pick. Who straight up just came out today and said, "There's no chance he's going to Green Bay." <laughs> Did he actually? He he came out today and was like, "I'm not going." <gasps> ah, you, that's frustrating. I think he's personally staying retired. He's been in the league since I, the since the dawn of time. I I could see him going to Cleveland still. That's the only place he could go. But he's been in the league for how long? The dude the uh, dude wants to stay home with his family. Bruce Arians, former Cardinals and Colts head coach. I guess we won't talk about it if he said he doesn't want yeah, to do it. Yeah, it was just like, nope, not happening. Oh, that's frustrating. Okay, well, my top guy immediately goes to Josh McDaniels. <laughs> McDaniels and Harbaugh, those are the two I'm high on. And who immediately jumps to number three is also plus 2,000, Pete Carmichael Jr., Saints offensive coordinator. I, I, I did my piece on him yesterday. I think he'd be a great fit. Going from Drew Brees to Aaron Rodgers, I think mm-hmm. that's fine. And – uh, speaking of Drew Brees, I do want to talk about because that that was the last guy. I want to talk. Oh, they're not talking about Nick Saban. No, <laughs> Nick Saban. If he had an odd on him, would probably be somewhere around the plus five thousand. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. As much as I would actually like to see it, I think it would be a decent fit. I just don't think he's leaving Alabama. When he leaves Why Alabama. When he leaves Alabama, he's the only place he's going is his Georgia Lake house. <laughs> okay, so talking about Drew Brees. Uh, guy on Bleacher Report, NFL, made a very compelling argument against Drew Brees for MVP. Uh, I don't remember all the stats, but I I retweeted the video on the First Round KO Twitter, so go check that out, uh, FRKO Podcast. But he made... He, he talked about the stats. Uh, longest completion percentage, as in, like, completion percentage down the field. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is, like, fourth. Okay. Drew Brees is, like, I think on that one he was, like, he was either 28 or 32. The, the He was making the argument that Patrick Mahomes can do more than Drew Brees. As in, he's got a stronger arm. He's got a more accurate deep deep throw guy. He's saying how okay, the each team has two losses. In Drew Brees' two losses, I'm trying to uh, the one game was a high scoring one to the Rams, but then no, they beat the Rams. Who is their other loss? Week one, Tampa? No, maybe. I think. I think it was Tampa. Let's go with Tampa. I'm gonna look this up because it's actually kind of important. Um. But the other loss was the Cowboys. They only scored 10 points. Uh, he was taught and, – and then if you think about the the Chiefs' two losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rams. Rams and – now I'm struggling to remember that one too. Patriots. Patriots. Thank you. Uh, do you remember the, the scores of those two games? 
a lot to a lot. <laughs> His argument was, and I'm going to look up, uh, shoot, I'm going to look up the Saints week one thing here. His argument was, in those in each team's two losses, more than the other one, you can blame the you can blame one guy's defense for losing the game. Patrick Mahomes put up 40 points in his two losses. 40 plus points in his two losses. Drew Brees put up Okay, he did put up 40 against uh, Tampa, but against the Cowboys he only put up 10. He's he's saying that Patrick Mahomes is more valuable to that team and I I've, I've been thinking about this too. That team is not as good as the Saints team. Patrick Mahomes is more valuable. His, I'd have to go back and watch the full video for his complete argument, but there are stats to back it up. There's like the next-gen stat of the long-distance completion and why Patrick Mahomes is actually more valuable because Drew Brees has just a better team around him and he doesn't need to do as much. And when he doesn't, when he only gets 150 yards. I think that offense is false. I think think the the statement of Drew Brees having a better team around him is false. Really? If we're talking entire full team or entire offense, if we're talking entire offense, Mahomes has a freaking Ferrari. Drew Brees, if anything, has an Aston Martin. Yeah, but you look at the defenses. Let's take let's take out defense right now. Because Mah- still the- Mahomes and Drew Brees can't control their defense. Okay, look at the offense. Especially now without there, Kareem there's Hunt. A, there's still a fuckload of track stars on that. On well, that offense, at, uh, I I'm not taking any way anything away from the Chiefs' offense. They got, I mean, they have two top receivers and yes. and one of the top tight ends in the league. Yes, but you look at the Saints; they have two of the top running backs in the league, and you have Michael and, Thomas and a receiver. Whereas, whereas the Chiefs have multiple weapons in literally every single skill position. Drew Brees is just gifted with. I think a, it's a, three player, three talented players on each team. Plus the quarterback. There's more. There's more depth, I think, on the Chiefs side of things, in my opinion. But that I'm gonna, I'll, I'll show you the video. I'll send you the video. I'm gonna watch it again. And I'm gonna study it, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna actually look at these stats. We'll talk about it more on Friday. I am um, because I'm very interested. in this. Yeah, I just because I really, I, I've been leaning back and forth on this MVP debate, but I really believe that Patrick Mahomes is more valuable to the Chiefs than Drew Brees is to the Saints. Drew Brees not taking anything away from Drew Brees. Who's the backup for the Chiefs? <laughs> that's a really good question because i can tell you right now the saints would be ass as much as i love teddy bridgewater they would not be they would not have went on that run they did with teddy bridgewater as quarterback i don't think that ch- i'm okay I'll there is it. no way the saints would have done what they did with teddy bridgewater and quarterback you're telling me that any backup with the chiefs roster would do any better would do better than there would be a dr- the they, there would be Mahomes. a drop there would be a no they want to do the same but they would they would have a little bit more of a success rate I don't than, think so than Teddy Bridgewater would have the team at his disposal their defense isn't good though he so d- they they wouldn't be able to put up the same amount of points it doesn't matter about the defense I'm not even looking about I the, know but that's what I'm saying success rate Chad Henney <laughs> you can't tell me Chad Henney <laughs> If they can make it work with Alex Smith, they can make it work with Chad Henney. It didn't work that well with Alex Smith. It worked enough. <laughs> it they made the playoffs once and they didn't win a game. Worked enough. <sighs> it worked enough. No, I, I'm i going to send you the video. We're both going to look at it. We'll talk about it more. Sounds today. good. 
I just he, he, it was like a five. I just video. hope that this doesn't dissolve into a free, the baseball debate where they have to look into a billion saber metrics into players. Like, oh well, well, I mean, Javi Baez has better has a better thing in the saber metric category. Motherfucker, watch the get the sport of baseball, and you know Christian Yelich was far and was head and shoulders the the cog into the machine that was the Milwaukee Brewers this year. If the season ended right now, who would you pick as MVP? Right now, yeah, Drew Brees. Okay, we'll talk about it on Friday. Vince McMahon. We're moving on to wrestling. Vince McMahon sold two or twenty-three million dollars in stock in the WWE. Don't know to who. I'm about to read the article. That was only one percent. I was gonna. I was gonna say. Stock. I was gonna say. Keep reading the catch because he ain't. He still owns two billion dollars in stock in the WWE, which means he ain't going anywhere. I want to know who he sold this stuff. Uh, so it's three. Three hundred and six thousand shares of his company that netted nearly twenty three million. Uh, let's see here. Still owns thirty two million shares. The decision to sell shares may be in relation to the upcoming launch of the XFL, most likely. Let's see here. McMahon owns the company through an entity called Alpha Entertainment to ensure WWE isn't part of a league. Isn't part of the league, unlike the original XFL. Huh? Oh, yeah, he yeah, owns Al- XFL through Alpha Entertainment? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So they're two separate entities. Right. The WWE and the XFL slash Alpha. Right. Um, provided the evidence. Okay, these are just teams. Seemingly gearing up to invest heavily, heavily in the XFL. So... I this to me just tells me that he like it says here he's very heavily invested into this XFL thing mm-hmm. and I think he's going to turn a lot of his attention to that come 2020. I hope but he still owns and a lion's share of the WWE. Right, which he can come to quarterly meetings and all that stuff right. and he can talk to Triple H about what he kind of wants So creatively. you think I think Triple H you is think going Trips to, is taking over in 2020. Not fully. But he he's will, gonna have I, more. You think he's gonna have more of a creative fingerprint? Yes, I think he will have more than fifty percent of creative control. I think Vince I, don't even, will, I don't even think Trips has fifty percent. No, he doesn't. He, I'm I don't even think he, he has. I think all he literally has is NXT, doesn't he? I agree. Uh, every once in a while, Vince will ask him his input and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> when does he ever really do it? I'm not saying Triple H has any percent of creative control right now. Right. I'm just saying in 2020, when Vince focus his attention to xfl because he apparently wants this to work this is his second attempt i was gonna say he wants it bad this time he i think triple h is going to take more than 50 percent of the i think he's going to be the majority creative control guy i think vince until the day vince dies he's going to have some sort of creative control over his company he just thinks he's he is one of the smartest men in wrestling industry i don't know if that still stands today but Mm -hmm. in history he you have to say that he is uh he won (laughs) <laughs> he won wrestling. He won the Monday Night War, so he he won. So, but I I really do think Triple H will take over, and I think Vince will still he'll still ask Vince questions. He'll say, "Hey, what do you want to do with this?" But even if Vince still has control over like where storylines are gonna go, Triple H would be there day to day every week on Monday and Tuesdays, mm-hmm. writing the details of the scripts, writing what happens on the show. The kind of progression of the story, and we've seen in NXT what he can do with that. So, oh, yeah. I think come twenty twenty, 
especially with the Fox deal. I think the Fox deal is going to help SmackDown a lot. And I think USA is probably going to try to counteract that with Raw. I think with the combination of that and this XFL thing, I think WWE is in a very good spot right now. Let's see here. There's a couple other things I wanted to talk about. I just have to watch it. Or I just have to find it. Um, Mixed match challenge down to the semifinals. Who's in it? On the Raw side, we have Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox versus Finn Balor and Bailey. Yay. Over on the SmackDown side, R-Truth and Carmella versus Miz and Asuka. Plot twist, Miz. R-Truth and Carmelo win and both enter the Rumble at 30. I don't think so. Balor and Bailey are my picks. Although they're... oh, They Balor's, are my picks as well. But. Balor... See, okay, so here's the thing. Going into... It, the finals at TLC. Are they going to make someone work double duty? Or are they just going to do R-Truth and Carmelo versus Jinder and Alicia? Because Oscar mm, has a match. Balor has a match. So are they going to – you could do someone with double duty. I think watching Raw the other night, they kind of pushed – it seems like they're putting more stock into Balor. I think they realize that they don't have a lot of baby faces. So. Well, it only took them half the fucking roster <laughs> exactly. to be hurt. And exactly. and the worst ratings, which, by the way, I came in yesterday, was the yep. worst rated Raw yep. ever. We'll talk about that. Uh, it only took them – all of that for them to finally realize, oh, wait, we have a guy that's still over no matter how bad we try to give him the the shovel. And this is a guy that everyone and Trips loves. It's the same we thing should with do something with him. Yes, yeah, the, the same, same damn thing, thing with Asuka. Asuka. Yeah. So that would be interesting. Uh, my, Like I said, my pick, R-Truth Tr- and Carmella probably versus Balor and Bailey. And I think Balor and Bailey are going to win. If they make, if they don't want to do double duty, then you might have to give it to R-Truth and Carmella. <laughs> if Jinder Mahal gets number 30 in the... No. I won't, I won't watch the Raw. I'll turn it off after number 29. Um, Rhino. Did you hear about this? Mm-hmm. So, on Raw, they randomly did a segment where Heath Slater and Rhino had to fight and Loser had to get fired from Raw. Yep. Uh, Slater won in a 60-second match. During the commercial break, Rhino told the live audience that he is retiring from wrestling. Wait, during the commercial break? Yep. He oh, picked I, up a, yep. I did not know. It went that. straight to commercial. He picked up a mic and he was like, Hey guys, thanks for everything. I'm retiring. Bye. <laughs> I did not know that. Yep. Uh that's how everyone knows. So good for him. He's in the world of politics. Yeah, he is. I, I think in Mich- somewhere in Michigan. Yeah, I don't remember what he I think he's like a ma- he's like a like a count like some form of Senate senator. Yeah, I think that's what it he's is. He's a state senator. But he's in that and I know he's got something else on something to do with docs or something i don't remember he's he's got something else going on too so i didn't know he was reti- oh so did they acknowledge it at all during on no. the show or did no it was just him getting fired and then they announced it during commercial break that he retired yep. or he announced it let me see if it has anything did it say anything on here it doesn't say anything on that but it it was confirmed that he is retiring okay um i don't know if it's on bleacher i'll look on wrestling observer <clears throat> soon here but uh did you see the what happened with that storyline with Heath Slater? Yeah, I, I didn't see, but I heard they yeah. uh, Baron made him a ref. Yeah, he walked back and he, he was like, "Oh, congratulations! You're still on Raw. Uh, here's your uniform." And Slater was like, "What?" Hands him a ref shirt, and he goes, "You didn't think I was keeping you as a wrestler, did you?" <laughs> I'm really excited for this. Actually, Slater's so good at comedy roles. Like, I think it, I think it could be leading somewhere. First of all, Heath Slater has a storyline. 
That hasn't happened since the SmackDown tag titles. And, uh, yeah, he's still got, like, the I've got kids thing. It got a good pop when he mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this East Slater stuff. It should be very entertaining TV. He's very good at comedy stuff. Um, Hogan signing a new deal. <laughs> they wouldn't have reinstated him if they weren't. Exactly. And that shouldn't surprise anyone. Hence why title. I said they wouldn't have reinstated him if they weren't. <clears throat> Dave Meltzer mentioned on Wrestling Observer Radio that he's, quote, about to sign, though it won't be to wrestle. It's likely a Legends deal, which he's had that before. Uh, one that gives him or w- one that gives them the opportunity of bringing him in for big events, so much like they did at Crown Jewel. There's also the chance he's used as a general manager or some sort of on-screen role that doesn't involve taking bumps. Uh, Corbin is, isn't Corbin on the verge of losing his job as GM, and doesn't Kurt Angle want to wrestle more? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, and with the news of Alexa Bliss, which we're going to talk about next, there's probably going to be an open GM role. Oh God, I don't want Hogan to be a thing. <laughs> next week on SmackDown. We're having a rap battle between the Usos and the bar. Usos rap battle is always must-see TV. And it's hosted by the New Day. Oh, boy. I'm so excited. (laughs) The bar is probably going to be terrible, but they might have some good lines. I don't know. But the Usos, they're always that rap battle between the New Day. Yeah, that that one got crazy. Still one of the best segments in SmackDown history. Like, 100%. Don't go, don't get all rated R like your boy Xavier Woods. Oh my, yeah, I saw that. I was like, I, I was like, they actually went there. I still can't believe they said that. That was amazing. Definitely didn't get clearance backstage. I can tell you that much. It didn't. I, I doubt it. I highly, highly doubt it. Uh, rumor killer on Natty's injury. She wrestled that t- <laughs> Basically, she wrestled that tribute to the troops. Uh, Dave Not Meltzer, canon. yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, tribute to the troops is just like a, its own little once a year thing. Yeah, it, they filmed it today, yep. and it's not airing until December twentieth. Yep, so weird. Uh, Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez recap on Wrestling Observer Radio. They talked about Natalia being replaced by Ember Moon after being put through a table. Just to clarify, they were talking about the storyline aspect of the show. Nothing about being written off the show. We have confirmed that her elbow is a little sore, but she was back in the ring today at tribute to the troops. So. Natalia's fine. We're, you were the one telling me that, right? That you thought she was injured? No. Was that someone else? It might have been Tyler. Never mind. He saw that she was injured somewhere, so I'm very... I, I want to know who reported that, because they were very wrong. Seth Rollins talks about his Shinsuke Nakamura match. Uh, he said, I can't speak for him, but, but for me... Uh, a lot of respect. He's someone who have I, who I have admired from afar. To be able to get in the ring with him, test myself against him, really get to find out how good I am. It's a treat. He was an excellent opponent, and I was glad that I that we got that we got that first out of the way successfully. That I hope that they work together again and they do a better match. <laughs> it was still a good match, uh, and he also said. Uh, plans for after retiring. This is Seth Rollins. I've already uh, kind of got something going with my wrestling school back in Iowa. 
So he he says once he's done with his in-ring career, he's probably going to take a few years off and relax, but then uh, get back into the business. It's been my passion my entire life, so uh, certainly something I feel like I'll be involved in one way or another. So even if he doesn't do that, I could see him being an NXT trainer too. Probably, Watch yeah. Like Shawn Michaels, he would be fantastic. Um, Cody Rowe, and I don't really want to talk about that. There's something else. Love how SmackDown stuff just creeping in here. Where's where's this Alexa stuff? <clears throat> Alexa. So, oh, by the way, yes. Drew McIntyre lost his first match oh, on the main roster. Yeah, we need to talk. However, about that. I it was it. it was not a clean finish. No. It it was very protected, like it was very it was a very protected match. Um, so I don't so I don't think it counts. I mean it it it, I mean, counts. it counts in the record books, but yeah. as far as as far as 2019, the year of Drew McIntyre. I think it's good getting yeah. the you know getting he, he essentially got a protected finish. Get rid of the uh, yeah, get rid of the the undefeated thing. I've always said that you know I I don't mind streaks, but. It takes away mystique for like meaningless matches because now he can just he can lose on a roll up and that's fine or distraction mm-hmm. like this he can that can happen, uh, and I thought it was kind of nice that it was to Dolph Ziggler who's now face and I don't like that at all. Well, they got to do something. All the heels are I know, but disappearing. Dolph as a face in 2018. I don't know. Hey, Dolph as a face worked for as long as it did. True. Uh, Mark Henry ran into Alexa Bliss, and Bliss told him that she is 100% Wait, clear. Wait, what? Mark Henry. Yeah, I know, but go on. All right, so where, what, <clears throat> ex- explain. Uh, wait, wait, where did they get this from Mark Henry? Uh, oh, Mark Henry on, on that radio thing, okay. Yeah, he's got his own, uh, Sirius XM's busted up, uh, busted open. Or busted open, yeah. It seems Bliss's concussion symptoms were pretty scary, and a rush return of her ring didn't help. Henry says, "So apparently he, I, I don't know." Let's read this quote. Oh, we were flying from London to Switzerland, and Where? she said, "I couldn't." London. To she was Switzerland. like, Did, she, "Was he on the London thing? What? Was he on the UK tour? Probably as an ambassador." You know, Mark Henry does. That's true. All right, from the top, I want to see this. You want to read the full thing? Yeah. She was like, yeah, I was really bad off. I couldn't remember where I was. I couldn't remember anything I was doing in the city. We were flying from London to Switzerland, and she said that. Uh, I couldn't remember what flight or anything. I had to rely on everyone else telling me what to do. I couldn't stand up straight. I had vertigo. I was like, wow, she, this is a direct quote from Mark Henry. She was in a bad head. She was in a bad way, and then she came back too soon, banged her head again, and was in a really bad place. And now she's fine. She's been cleared. We are very happy that she's going to, you know, be back in the fray. So, yes. Uh, Henry says there wasn't a set date for for Bliss return, but that she's 100% cleared and he could see her wrestling again as fast as next week. Yep. So. I don't think the. I don't if, think they, If they it's they as will. bad as they say, then. Well, I mean, if she's 100%, she hasn't wrestled since Hell in a Cell. When was this? October. When was the UK tour? Early November? Yeah, a month ago. Yeah. I don't know. I've come I'm not f- saying she Coming from someone go. who's had like a boatload of concussions, including like some pretty bad ones as well, 
one after another too. So mm-hmm. not not in this obviously not nearly the same. This is when when I was in high school. This is a completely different than getting roughed up in a squared circle. But even if you've been a hundred percent cleared, you still want to give yourself that buffer. Oh yeah, and she's they not always a- give you that buffer. So if anything, she can just okay. So in what? my opinion, I don't think if I were WWE, even if she gets restless, even if she gets restless, which I can understand from her side of things. But if I'm the officials backstage, I'm not putting her into active competition or like at, at least not even that. I won't, if she wants to start taking like light bumps and, you know, like as, as how the, like her angles are going right now yeah. with her and like the suit and her little business attire, she can start doing that mid-December light bumps. That's, okay. But yeah. as far as in-ring competition, I'm not sending her out, out there until the calendar turns 2019 if I'm the officials. I, I get that she's 100% cleared, right. but because we've seen this way too many times, there's already, that's, there's already that whole thing with Daniel Bryan, and because she is such a valuable asset to that division, she, they might have cleared her. What's the, what's the harm in waiting one more month? One more month, yeah. get, get no, her I, ready for the Rumble. 100%. So, yeah, that was, I, that's what I was going to say. Like She could come back. If she's 100% and she wants to come back, she could. But... They're in a pretty safe spot right now where they're doing this storyline with her as the head of the women's division on Raw or whatever, and she's, you know, doing this suit thing. They could run that out for the rest of 2018, mm-hmm. ride it into the Rumble. My idea was have her on the commentary team for the women's Rumble, have her music hit, and have her enter the have her go into the Rumble. And that can be her official return to the ring. I was thinking more so like where there's maybe that backstage segment with her and her little business attire suit, like telling the the women's division, oh, "Don't let me down, win the rumble." And then midway in the rumble, mm-hmm. bam, her music hits. So I don't even. I would say just have Something her backstage like yeah. and then just be like the no, music I, hits, and then imagine the pop that she'll get. Exactly. I don't when think Alexa should... Bliss returns. And I'm not even thinking for her health. I just think it'd be better to just wait for the rumble. Like she's. Not... I think it's better for health and storyline. Right. As well. I, but... Yeah, I mean, we could go on about that. If she's 100%, then they could have her back. But, like, she doesn't need to. So, like you said, don't do it. And I think I think it just works in storyline. They have an out right now, and I think they should take it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it would just be better. I was going to say, if I'm them, I would be in no rush to throw her back in the ring. They're fine, as is. Right, exactly. Let me see. Wrestling Observer, let's see if this has anything to say about, um, oh, nope, that doesn't say anything about the retirement, do-do-do-do-do, rap battle WrestleMania, oh yeah, we get Oscar versus Charlotte next week on SmackDown also, rematch of WrestleMania, that'll be awesome. SmackDown is such the A-show. It really is. WWE doing tryouts in India. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, Wrestling Observer doesn't have too much. XFL team uh, to reveal team cities and venues next week. I think there's a leaked list, actually. Actually, that should be this week because yeah. that was November 29th. I believe it was leaked. It'll probably happen. Or no, the list, if it wasn't le- leaked, it was already oh, announced. Oh, speaking of new teams, I know this has nothing to do with WWE. Seattle's getting an NHL team. Yeah, I saw that. That's awesome. Uh, I knew they needed another team because they're lopsided right now with 31 teams. But uh, that's awesome. Good for Seattle. They've needed a pro team for a mm-hmm. while. Uh, a new pro team. They have, pro they have team. a few. They they have the Mariners. 
They have the Seahawks. They have the Seattle Storm, in which people they show up. And they show up in droves for the Seattle Storm. Yeah. Um. Man, there was other stuff. Uh, I just got to find it. If I pause for too long, I'll probably go in and edit this out. But I apologize. Oh, what are you looking for? I don't remember that. I could have swore there was other stuff I wanted to talk about. And then I went looking for this uh, Alexa Bliss stuff, but I think that might have... Oh, yeah, Ric Flair. You seen this report? No. Despite his death uh, or near-death experiences and his health scares, he still drinks. <laughs> he still... <laughs> he still drinks, uh, has not given up that aspect of his life, apparently. In August of last year... Uh... <laughs> After news broke that two-time WWE Hall of Famer had been hospitalized, Flair was giving le- was given less than a 50% chance of pulling through. He underwent surgery to remove an obstructive piece in of his bowel and suffered uh, complications uh, with kidney failure along with all this. Uh, follow-up treatments such as dialysis and continuous ho- hospitalization, but he, he was discharged after uh, over a month. Uh, it was later determined that health, re, ugh, Flair's health scare was a result of excessive drinking habits over the past several decades. <laughs> Doctors suggested that Flair stop drinking for the rest of his life. However, as Flair tells it on a recent interview on WWE Hall of Famer Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast, that was only was only because they feature or they feared if he had one drink. He wouldn't be able to stop. Flair admitted that he recently had a few drinks at his wedding, as well as his daughter's. Charlotte got married. Charlotte got married? Gonna have to look into that. He also had a few on the Thanksgiving break. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I've asked the doctors ten different times, and of course I'll ask other doctors because I refuse to believe at my wedding I had three glasses of champagne. At my daughter's wedding I had the same... Or maybe one... Does he have another daughter, or is it just Charlotte? I'm trying to think. I don't remember. I don't think so. Not off the top of my head, I don't know. No, he has a... He had had a son. He died. Right. Uh, Yeah, so... (laughs) Oh, Rick. Keep on... Keep on being Ric Flair, I guess. If if that's the life you want to live, you keep doing that, man. Rick's gonna Rick. Rick's gonna Rick. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever he does, oh, he's going to do it God. with flair. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. Um, who's most likely going to win the Rumble? We don't need to talk about the Royal Rumble yet. Okay. Well, that's all I have, <laughs> apparently. Um, yeah. I went Did off you on, see? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, did you? Go I was off just on about Raw to say. Yeah. I went off on Raw yesterday. I, I suggest going back to listen to three count review. It's on YouTube for Raw's episode from the third of December because there were a lot of things that I had. I I enjoy. I I shouldn't say that. I didn't mind the show while I was watching it. Um, there was one point I think about two hours in at at nine o'clock where I was like, I really want to turn this show off, <laughs> but at the same time I enjoyed watching it but then doing the review today i got so heated about everything like it was i apparent it was a terrible show in my 
you know, looking back on it. And I'm not surprised it got terrible ratings. WWE has been doing this thing. And I talked about this in there too. Uh, Raw opens up with a segment. And then it ends with a different variation on the same segment with the same people. Like interchanging one person. Mm-hmm. Why as a fan should I, seeing that opening segment... Why would I want to stay for that final segment if I had already basically seen it? Like, you don't want to. Exactly. I know. Th- I know that I basically let out the biggest, just annoyed sigh at the end of the segment, and when we went to the yeah. to the show last week. The only enjoyment I got out of it was here was hearing uh, Drew McIntyre's music hit. That was yep. it. And their 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 uh, inconsistency with gauntlet matches or not gauntlet handicap matches driving me fucking insane they did it was supposed to be a one-on-one match scott dawson versus uh one of the lucha house party did guys they invoked lucha house rules so again? it was one on three lucha house rules and michael and renee are sitting there like oh this is so fun it's the rules they have to accept the revival just have to accept this is the rules this is how it is but then three segments later when Baron Corbin makes uh, Bobby Roode versus Drake Maverick a three-on-two handicap match. AOP house rules. They're just up in arms because, oh, it's such a heel move by Baron Corbin to make this an unfair fight for Drake Ma- or for Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. It's just fucking stupid. Oh, my God. Anything I do now that involves three people versus one, whether it's basketball or anything, I'm just... Lucha House rules. You know what? What can I use in everyday life? That's PG, people. (laughs) That I can invoke Lucha House rules in. Taking a test. How the fuck can you do... Lucha House rules. These two other people can take the test for me if they want. (laughs) They can help me on the test. They can answer questions that I don't know. They can... We can tag in and out. So does that make group projects Lucha House rules? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. all, all right. So, all right. So, test slash group test, group test projects. Pro- projects. No, I think more. Eh, eh, I mean, eh. a group project would already I mean, be a tag match. I was I was gonna say if it's a group project, then is it really Lucha no, House rules? That's why I'm saying a test. Okay. You just be like Lucha House rules. These guys can help with. Right. Uh, okay. What else can you use Lucha House rules? That's a good in? question. Work shift. <laughs> Lucha House rules. Tag. Uh, you're at. You're <laughs> <my work>. Right. <laughs> all right. Your turn. You you take. Uh, you got to stock these shelves. Nope. <laughs> Lucha House. All right, what else? That's I got. I got. There's got to be something else we can use the Lucha House rules in. P fucking G. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna use that now. I'm gonna find a way to do that. <sighs> yeah. Hey, hey y'all. Anyway. Hey, y'all want to get a game of two on two going? Nah, man. Three against one. What do you mean three against one? Lucha House rules. Lucha house rules man. <laughs> the fuck is Lucha House rules? <laughs> Someone says in the Williams Center. It's just fucking. <laughs> infuriating it's anyway. fun i find it funny how how lucha house rules is its own damn thing conveniently only when lucha house party anyway what, what? were you gonna what is a lucha house party what anyway? were you gonna three guys in a mask in a mask that's all you gotta do screaming lucha it's a, it's a yep <laughs> it's literally the lucha dragons but replace sin cara with two other guys and they have pinatas now it literally is the Lucha Dragons with Lince Dorado and it's just it's Kalisto, Lince Dor- Lince Dorado and Grand 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 Metalik. Yep, 
Anyway, what were you going to bring up before what? I went on that little rant? What was I going to bring up? That was a good question. Oh, yeah. You saw that they moved the takeover before this upcoming Mania to Friday. Yeah. Did we talk about that? I thought uh, Loosely. We did loosely. Did we? Yeah, so. We, d- we did touch on it a couple episodes ago. Okay. Well, and the reason being because Fox. By the way, how's your phone looking uh, percentage-wise? Yes, please. I'll, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just bring mine over there. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so, wait. We talk uh, SmackDown moving to Fridays? No, 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 no. So, NXT, NXT TakeOver. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah NXT TakeOver, this, the one for the upcoming Mania, yeah. got moved to Friday. Right. And the, think, and the reason behind that is because of Fox. Because in 2020, they're going to do that anyway. So, what they're... Th- Why? And the, because they... They're, plan- they're planning on doing something. They're planning on doing something different with SmackDown on SmackDowns leading up to like one of the big fives, and they're thinking about broadcasting NXT Takeover that Friday night on Foxes. Fox. Foxes. There's rumors that Fox would broadcast NXT Takeover. Not really? this. Not this upcoming one. No, no, no. But when the but when the Fox deal kicks in. Whoa. I did not hear this. I saw it. I saw it in the most recent Wrestle Talk. Go check out that video, by the way. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna have to. I didn't watch today. I was watching review shows from my three my three channels that I watch. That's interesting. So the reason that I thought this was, and probably also played a role into it, was uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor's show, um, the G1 Classic, their big tournament every year. That's on Saturday of WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was a big thing that people thought. Yeah, and like they, WWE it, was like, "Fuck, we don't even want to try to compete with it." Yeah, they said. Yeah, they said they didn't want to do that. And another reason they wanted to do that is to try to get people in the host city earlier. Exactly. Because people come in, they they, they don't because come no in on Friday, in for the Hall of and then they come in on Saturday so exactly. they can watch Takeover and everything. And they're trying. They're basically trying to get more attendance for the Hall of Fame inductee, right. so, so it can because go Takeover. Hall of Fame. I mean, just mania. Just think about it. So, like, if me and you were traveling, right? Uh, and they if they were still doing Saturday takeover and Friday Hall of Fame thing, me and you would be planning this. Be like, okay, do we go in on Friday and go to the Hall of Fame thing? To me, it would depend on who's being inducted. Right. Or do we just wait and go in Saturday morning and go to NXT? Personally, I, personally, me, I'd want to go the entire weekend just so I can really right. soak it up and live it up. But if we're looking like cost effectiveness, and I'd be like, yeah, just get me in Saturday so but I can watch Takeover and exactly. Mania. It would be, the, it, the following it, would be day. it would have to be a kind of a big decision, right? With this schedule, Decis- decisions it, made already. Unless decisions you're wi- made. You're unless going you're, Friday, right? Unless you're willing to sacrifice Takeover. You're going Friday because you want to go see Takeover, mm-hmm. and then you're in town Saturday. You're like, well, well I'm, I'm, here might, for, I'm here for wrestling. Might, might as, as well, well go. go to the Hall of Fame, right? Exactly. This is actually no. Really it's smart. genius. It's genius. It's genius. So and, I mean, I really like that move. It used to be on Saturday. Yeah, they just moved it because of takeovers. Yep. So I don't mind this. I don't mind it at all. Takeovers being on Friday. What would they do with SmackDown? I don't know. They, they didn't say. I don't know. Uh, I think I'll, I think a lot of this, the details will come out the closer we get to the Fox deal. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it to be like they air SmackDown earlier and then do Takeover like right away because that's too much wrestling. I maybe what. I'm thinking maybe they would do SmackDown like move it to Thursday every, you know, once or, every four or four times every year or something right. like that. Right, that's what I'm thinking will happen. We'll go back to Thursday night SmackDown just for that one time. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I did not know about that. Yeah, and then Friday would just be whatever takeover that is. Oh, 
All right. I like that. But I think that's a, I think from what it sounded like, that's especially going to be a for sure thing come Mania season when the Fox deal kicks in. And they just wanted to get everybody used to it this up this upcoming mania. As far as the other as far as the rest of the as far as the rest of the big five. It'll probably still be on Saturdays for now. Most likely because there's no Hall of Fame thing interfering, yeah. Mm-hmm. But especially for Mania, they're like, yep, Although, that's how it's gonna work. I mean Fox starts in October. Yeah. They might just they might just change the takeover, right, to Friday. If that's the plan, if that's what they want to do. Maybe Well it depends on it depends on how they want on how they want to approach the rest of the big four. Well think about it. I guess before October, there's two takeovers. Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. I forgot there is a takeover before Money in the Bank they now. Do, yeah, they do five takeovers now. I was going to say because they, they put it in, in... Also... They put it in the same weekend as the Big Five. Yeah. NXT UK is now doing takeovers. But that a- NXT UK is its own standalone thing. Right. Like NXT UK's takeovers are always the in the thing. UK, yeah. They're well, not, yeah, no, they're, I know. they're not their own because they're technically another brand. But bro- true, I was just thinking for broadcasting things. And for broadcast, plus- I think NXT UK takeovers that's gonna always be a WWE network thing because those because that doesn't really hit the hour mark anyway. Because that doesn't because <laughs> that doesn't really interfere with the main NXT. You know, uh, yeah, no, I wasn't- unless they have like the UK champ or the right. now the new women's UK champ have it like crossover things like freaking pete dunn did well, on war games the women's tag title if it ever comes to be apparently would be a four brand title it would be raw smackdown nxt and nxt uk i would assume yeah apparently um i was just thinking for broadcasting reasons if they wanted to do that too but maybe the, no, i think they're just focusing just on like the like continental side well, nxt plus uk takeovers there's only one announced there's only one for sure right and They're that one's the just one in Blackpool. January. yeah yeah uh so the, who knows if that's even gonna be it will be a future thing it just depends on how frequent and when they actually start doing it normally. right but anyway and plus i have to think about it they tape it's the timing and everything is different like with europe and everything too right so oh yeah that's true so it's so i don't think it would interfere with any change of dates for future future like u.s takeovers probably not anyway that's all i have for today that's all i got cool let's wrap this thing up let's get out of here sounds good first round ko follow us or or not follow us well yeah i'll get to the follow part soon but find us subscribe to us like us whatever stitcher soundcloud home base itunes podcast now for following frkl podcast on twitter olsen 2k18 for him Connor underscore seven for me. Links in the description. And uh, just a little like thing. I on the first round KO Twitter, I tweet out every episode. I send out a link. Just be just be kind. Share us around. Give us a retweet uh, just on the episode. Just just to get the word around. Yeah, yeah. Share the love. General housekeeping rules. Also follow us on TikTok. You. Oh yeah. Well, you I guess follow me, me on TikTok. Well, I guess me. I guess me too. Yeah. Olsen K13. And then mine is just straight up Connor Moore 6. Yeah. Because we do that, and it's fun. You and do that a I, lot. I do it. I do it mostly. A lot. I think it's fun. What are they fun, s- fun things to okay, do. Okay, so what did they say this chick's last name is? Uh, we'll it, do what? that afterwards. Was it, but was anyway. Magad. Ma- 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 Something. M-A-G-H. Is that, is that what John said? I don't know. <laughs> what I'm going to do. do after, we can do this after. The- yeah, you're right. <laughs>
Anyways. Until next time. Catch us the next time we hopefully don't have a hawk car to turn in when we shock the system since day one-ish. Don't make me feel this again. Things are getting eerie like the lake that's down in Michigan. Had a good year. Kind of tired. We're the Michelin's. At the finish line. Go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots. That's extended mag. I don't mean to brag. You smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function. I'm a tennis dag. Stone cold bachelor. Acid rap and chancellor. Couple years in amateur. But never had a chance where you see me as a challenge to manage your intuition.